I decided to do a little show and tell for the homily today. This isn't my normal mode, I guess, but the spirit is moving, and I always listen to the, sp to the spirit. Um, this is the, called the Code of Canon Law, and it's the law book of the church. And see how thick it is, right? It makes sense. It's actually a lot thinner than, than other institutions that have law, things like the state of North Dakota has law. The United States of America has law and it has law books. Well, the church isn't less real than the state of North Dakota or the United States of America. The, the church isn't less practical. It isn't less human. Humans need law. Humans need rules. And the church isn't less human than the state of North Dakota or the United States of America, and so she has law too. And in fact, the state of North Dakota as an institution is going away at some point. As much as I love America, and as pa patriotic as I feel on a daily basis, uh, <laughs> the United States of America too is going away at some point. But the church isn't going anywhere. The church is here to stay. That the fact that the church has a law book, has a rule book, is actually something I really like about our Catholic faith. It's something I like about it. In the church, you can find the deepest, most profound mysteries of faith. In the church, you can be invited to mystical depths in prayer. And yet, this same church is both practical and concrete and human. So the church does, in fact, have a law book. But in St. Paul, in St. Paul today, we read this. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. And he says, love is the fulfillment of the law. One might hear these words of St. Paul and believe that he's on the side of the song, all we need is love. Love is all we need. One might hear these words of St. Paul and believe that St. Paul wouldn't like the fact that the church now has a rule book. Maybe St. Paul is anti-law and anti-rules. One might take St. Paul to be extremely naive, to think that love is sufficient. Love is all we need. And that St. Paul is relying on a fluffy conception of love. That would be wrong, of course. St. Paul doesn't think of love in any of those ways. And in fact, to aim at love, to attempt to owe love to everyone and nothing else, is to undertake the most demanding, the most difficult, and yet the most rewarding path of any path we could take. The point of St. Paul's statement, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. In his statement, love is the fulfillment of a law, is quite different. To really believe that one has to ditch the fluffy notion of love. To really believe that. Love is fulfillment of law. Owe nothing to anyone except to love them. To really believe that, we have to get rid of a fluffy conception of love. In fact, love sometimes asks things quite demanding and challenging from us. Sometimes it's love that says, get over yourself. 
Sometimes it's love that says, get your butt out of bed and get going. Every morning I wake up in the morning and love, kind, gentle love says in my ear, Jared, get up, get going. And to believe this, to really believe that love is fulfillment of all, all I really owe anyone is to love. One has to see love as something dynamic, as something that is sometimes hard and sacrificial, as something that's eternal, heavenly, as something that lasts. One has to see love as something that deeply satisfies. Otherwise, St. Paul makes no sense. And yet at the same time, to really think St. Paul is right, all we owe each other is love, Love is fulfillment of law. To believe that, we have to believe love is at the same time concrete and extremely practical. If St. Paul can really think that and not be irresponsible, love has to be practical enough to guide me through really messy and difficult situations. If St. Paul can really be correct and not naive, if St. Paul is right and not naive, love has to be concrete enough to really meet the human needs that I have on a daily basis, the human needs of my soul. To really believe what St. Paul says, what matters about law and rules is that it directs me to the highest and most important things. It's not that I don't have law and rules. I do have law and rules in a way of life. What's important about those is that they're concrete enough to be a guide for me and to guide me to the most important things. Things like heaven, the good of my soul, the salvation of my soul, and to relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise be to God that the love of the Blessed Trinity, which the church has always professed, is this way. It's something that calls and draws the baptized soul to profound, divine, mystical, deep mysteries. And the love of the Blessed Trinity is something practical enough to be a rule and a guide to my human problems, to daily messy difficulties, and is satisfying enough for even my most human needs. Everyone, the love that the church has always professed is that way. And it's built into the very nature of the church. It's both mystical and profound, something that draws, attracts my soul, yet it's something concrete and practical and human enough to be a real guide. Just to show that, I'll go back to my code of canon law, and I'd like to share with you the very last rule, quote unquote rule, of the church. It says this, Canon 1752, the last one. The salvation of souls, which must always be the supreme law in the church, is to be kept before one's eyes. The supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls. She takes that seriously. It's something profound, heaven, salvation, God, and yet it's something practical and fulfilling, practical and concrete and human enough to be a guide for us and a guide for the church.